The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Welcome to the Source of Truth podcast. We are so glad you made a point to be with us this morning and giving us an opportunity to speak into you and unpack the Word of God a little bit this morning in a time of devotion, and we're so glad you're with us on this uh, rainy day. And, uh, you know, with all the things going on in our world right now, aren't you glad that you can still look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith? And so we can look to Him and know that He's in control, and we can trust in Him and trust in His Word and move forward, and we are so eternally grateful for that. And having said that, we're going to be in His Word today, uh, looking at Proverbs chapter 20, or excuse me, Proverbs chapter 19. I keep wanting to jump ahead of myself. Proverbs chapter 19 this morning as we take a few minutes in God's Word, and we're going to go over and start with a verse that we used recently. It's kind of the beginning thought of the few verses we're going to look at. So we're going to reference the beginning verse of Proverbs 19, verse 23. So Proverbs 19, verse 23, uh, as we read, I believe it was just yesterday, said, The fear of the Lord tendeth to life, and he that hath it shall be abide satisfied. He shall not be visited with evil. And it goes right back to the fear of the Lord, the beginning of really of wisdom and everything. Proverbs is focused around the idea the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And of course, we've said before, the fear of the Lord is not a... Um, frightful fear. It's a reverential, it's an awe. The word awesome really is a great way to look at it. It's a realization of his grace, his goodness, his power, um, his holiness, all of those things, and our desire to live right and do right, but understand that he accepts us no matter what. It's one of those unique balances we find in a great relationship. We don't desire to please him because we feel as though we don't, we're in trouble, or he's going to condemn us. We desire to please him because he loves us so much, and we want to do right, and we want to honor him, we want to please him, we want to share him with others, simply, simply because uh, we understand how much he loves us and what all he's done for us, and how he can make a huge impact on the people around us. And so uh, that, that is the fear of the Lord and all that can come with it. But So we start with this. Remember, the fear of the Lord begins the premise and then with the fear of the Lord, last time we said the fear of the Lord went back to the desire to gain wisdom. And then through wisdom, there came some joy and uh, happiness even outside of some circumstances. And so what we're going to do today is a similar approach with a couple of the verses. Again, starting in verse 23, the fear of the Lord tendeth to life. And so it's the beginning. Uh, it really brings that life. And so we're going to move back now and see a second way today is how this can be seen. So again, we go back and reminded last time it was receipt, you know, hearing, accepting wisdom. Today it's counsel. Verse 20, Proverbs 19, verse 20. Hear counsel and receive instruction that thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Verse 21, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Verse 20. Um, and we'll go down to another one in a second. I want to focus initially on those two verses. So, verse 20 starts with, Hear counsel and receive instruction, that thou mayest be wise in the latter end. So the second half of the verse talks about the reason to hear counsel is to have wisdom in the latter ends, to grow, to be able to have the wisdom. And remember, there's a big difference between knowledge and wisdom. Uh, knowledge is just information. Wisdom is the 
ability to use that information to help in my life, to, to help me in work, to help me in my walk with God, to instruct my family, to be a good husband, things of that nature. Wisdom takes the knowledge and applies it to daily life. You know, the Bible tells us that knowledge puffeth up if we're not careful. Knowledge itself can actually become a massive stumbling block. In some occasions, the more we know the Word of God, the less sensitive we become to the Word of God, the less we're willing to do, the less we're willing to follow it unquestionably because we look at it and then we begin to say, well, I know this and I'm not sure about this, and we let our knowledge of the Word of God limit our obedience to the Word of God. And so please understand, he says, hear counsel. We have to understand it is the Word of God that gives it, and I must be willing to listen so that I can have wisdom in the end dates, how I do it. So if I get, he says, I can, have, I can be wise, be considered wise, in my latter days, in the situations I find myself in, in the scenarios I go through, there's two things in that verse he said are absolutely necessary for that to be true. And the first one, he says, I'm to hear. Now, I'm here hearing counsel, but I want to focus on the word hear. Um, can I encourage you? There's a big difference between um, hearing and listening, and I think we're looking at the idea of listening. Um, I can be in a room with people, and I can hear words and things being said, but that doesn't mean that I'm listening. I can be hearing my wife talk about something. That doesn't mean I'm listening. I can hear my kids. I can hear people talk to me. That doesn't mean I'm listening. See, I, I can know things are being said, but that doesn't mean that I'm actually paying attention. So when I hear counsel, the first thing I must do is I must be willing to listen to it. I must be willing to hear it. When counsel comes my way, I have a couple things I can do with it. I can say, well, I don't agree with it. Let me base it off of what I think, or I can just hear what are they saying? Uh, I've, been, I've done this a couple times in the last couple of years where I've gone, either I listen to somebody online or I go to a conference, and I would have to say that I went, uh, Pastor Trevor and I went just a, a few weeks ago to something up out in the Lancaster area. A bunch of pastors got together, and I knew that probably a portion, if not a large portion, of what I would see here, I probably didn't 100% agree with, at least philosophically. And, but the point is, there was, but I knew there were some things I could gain. So we went and, you know, we learned a lot. There was some great encouragement, great challenging, great wisdom that was given. And I, I, sometimes what we do is we say, well, if I don't 100% agree with that person in every area, I'm not going to listen. Here's the one complication I have with that, uh, amongst many, but the one primary one. I am stating, unless that person follows my wisdom, I won't listen to them. Well, I'm never going to be challenged to grow. If I limit what counsel I get from people who only know what I know, believe what I know. Listen, if, if I know what I know, then it's okay to be challenged on it. Uh, you know, and then these different things. Let, let me understand where I'm thinking from the other point of view. Let me listen. Now, I'm not saying always evaluate every point of view and try to see which one's best. I evaluate all of it through Scripture. But I need to let the Scripture be the one that gives me knowledge. So I hear counsel. Now, this one's specifically speaking of spiritual counsel. And who are the spiritual counsel that people put around me? Well, obviously... The Word of God, prayer. Um, pastors are there and preachers are there uh, to give counsel. Uh, people around you who love you that will offer help and, and spiritual guides. These are people, uh, deacons and, and connection group teachers and people who may be spreading the Word of God or just loved ones that are going to go from the Word of God, hear counsel. Can I be honest with you? There are people that I would say, you know, I would give counsel and sometimes it's purely critical. And you can learn. So the goal is, what can I learn from this? Some of it I'm going to set aside. I'm not going to be offended or take it personally. But I'm going to grab the tidbits that are good that I can grow in. So I hear counsel. But here's the harder part of this. I hear it. And then I receive instruction. So I hear counsel. And what, I'm, what I see in that is when I hear counsel is I hear 
someone else's opinion, someone else's advice, someone else's experience, and I'm going to grab all this information. Now I'm going to receive instruction. How can I take all of this information that has been given to me and turn it into practical use? So I'm encouraged, we've mentioned this before, but I, I think it's, it's worth re reminding. I think one of the greatest things we can do is just write it down. What's being said, write it all down. And then when, you know, because what happens initially when counsel comes, a lot of times we don't like it. It's, it's an, you know, we bristle at it, we get offended by it, we don't like it, it kind of steps on our toes, whatever term we want to use. And we look at it and we're like, mm, I don't know, I don't like it as much. And our emotion and our pride get in the way of the instructions. So write it down and don't even respond. Now, you should never make a decision in the, in the heat of the moment anyway. But write it all down so that you can come back at a separate time and evaluate everything that's been said from a non-emotional perspective. So there's some things on that stuff that are no good. So I, what, the, what I was encouraged once was to, all the stuff I've been giving, realize some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's critical. Then I will take the other spot, another piece of paper, excuse me, and I will write down all the things. Man, this was good. I can use this. I can grow. And I will take that counsel and I will receive instruction. I will begin to write down, okay, here are the three or four things from all that that I need to work on, that I want to do better at, that I need to grow in, that God has laid upon my heart. Then I take the rest of it and just discard it, throw it away. And I focus my attention on what instruction I've received from the training, from the counsel. And sometimes what's going to happen is I'm going to get a lot of counsel, but at my stage in my Christian journey, only bits and pieces of it are going to apply to today. I need, or I just, hey, there's the one thing I'm going to work on today. I don't overwhelm myself. Let me work on that and grow. Here comes to receive instructions. So when at later day, I'm wise. I cannot be wise just because I think I'm smarter than everyone else or just because I'm older than everyone else or because I've done this. The moment you stop learning, the moment you stop growing, the moment you stop receiving instruction is the moment you go backwards. And what, what gets in our way? Pride, um, frustration, um, the lies we believe of other people. Um, all these different these personal emotional things can get in the way and we listen to somebody we don't want to hear where they have to say based upon what other people said about them or what we perceive about them or maybe even a hurt that's come from them. I encourage you, uh, if there's a real issue, deal with it. Go to them. Biblically, we talked about that last night in church. Deal with it. It's going to bring you freedom. But I encourage you, grab it if you can. Grab that information and let it make you better. But then let's go on to verse 21. I love, this is a unique verse. There are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord shall stand. That shall stand, excuse me. Now, when I first looked at it, sometimes, and I read some commentators, they go to devices and they meant evil points of view. And yes, there's a lot of that. But I, honestly, what I see here is the idea that there are many devices, there are many plans, there are many strategies, there are many things that a man will choose or devise to do. Not all of it bad, by the way. In fact, in this reference, when you compare it to verse 20, what you're seeing is a man has a lot of ideas, goals, and dreams for his future. Um, spiritually, materially, financially, uh, in your family, in your work, all these different things. In your mind, you dream about them, you go, you, you, you uh, envy people maybe who, don't, who have it, you don't. All these different things go through, and this is your desire. Hey, I would love when I am at this age retired to, to be here. I'd love at this part of my ministry to be here. I'd love this and I'd love that. These are the devices. These are the things that we want to do. Now, here's what happens. We ask this question, why is it not working? What's going on? I mean, I, I tried this and it didn't work, and I tried this and it didn't work, and sometimes we can be overwhelmed. Why? Because... There are many devices in my heart, good, sometimes bad, sometimes good, things I want to do. He says, 
Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Can I encourage you, one of the reasons some of the things we strive to do is not effective is because we strive to do it off our own knowledge and ability. We strive to do it in our own strength, and we strive to do it our own way. That's why we go back to Proverbs, you know, was it three? Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Here's the phrase, lean not unto your own understanding, your own devices, your own plans, your own goals. There's a lot of things I want to do, but he compares the counsel of the Lord. That shall stand. Too often, and this is where wisdom comes, it starts with the fear of the Lord, a willingness to hear and receive, hear counsel, receive instruction. Now I get to the point. There's a lot of ideas in my mind, a lot of things I want to do, but if I'm not filtering all of that through the counsel of God, the plan that God has for me and his direction for my life, I'm going to get frustrated at why won't it work? What's going on? I need to bathe all of these things in prayer. So some things, some practical things in my mind, you witness to people, Lord, why is it not working? Well, remember, God's in control. He's working on the person. I need to do my part. Um, you try things, you know, financially. You try this business. You try to encourage your children. You try to teach. You try to do just different things. And every one of us something different about work and all these different things in our life. And I'm trying to, trying to teach my teenager, but they don't seem to want to listen. I'm trying to point my family in the right direction, but it seems like there's just conflict. I'm trying this. Every one of us are going to have something different to an extent in, in this thing we're trying to do. The question I would have from the advice we get from Proverbs today is, are we bathing that in prayer and seeking wisdom? The other verse we've often uh, we referenced to is in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Listen, you're going to get a lot of advice, hopefully. And not all of the advice is going to be advice you follow. Uh, at one point, I, I learned, you know, I, I, when I'm seeking God's will, I'll often seek out several people. So they all know me. Most of them are not personally connected to people here in ministry. It gives me a reason to call them and just pra pragmatically, you know, openly talk to them. They don't, they're not emotionally connected and I can kind of theoretically speak about advice as I, what do I do in this scenario? How do I move forward? How do I encourage the church? Things like that. But I often will communicate to several people. Here's the reason why. If I, if I just listen to one voice, it's easy. What I'll do is I will contact somebody that I'm pretty sure will agree with me. Tell me what I want to hear. That's still not the counsel that says in that verse. It's still not the counsel of the Lord. It might be, but that's the, I'm looking for something that agrees with me. I need to find people who might not agree with me and help me see where I'm wrong. That's where I grow in strength. So I will communicate to a few people. What happens is, let's say I call four people over a bit of advice. Three of them give me pretty much the same advice. One doesn't. Well, it's obvious. Maybe all four give me the same advice. It's pretty obvious at that point what God's trying to tell me. That's why it's important to receive counsel. Then I can bathe all of this in prayer and the counsel and I can move forward. That's what will stand. So if I want God to bless what I'm doing, I bathe my thoughts and my prayer, my thoughts and my desires in, in prayer. I get it counsel. I filter through all of that. I seek advice. I learn, get tools. And then I grow. That's the counsel of God. And it must be godly counsel. Don't just go to somebody who will agree with you because we can all find somebody who will. Just because someone agrees with you doesn't make both of you right. Now you've got to find somebody who can give you godly counsel and godly direction. But please remember something. We talk about instruction sometimes. And this is kind of one of those extreme changes in verses we're going to look at. But down at verse 25, it's a verse that leaders, spiritual leaders are encouraged with. And it's not an easy verse. It says, smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. Reprove one, and reprove one that hath understanding, and he will understand knowledge. The second half of the verse talks about the idea that if I'm willing to give instruction to one who wants it, it's encouraging and it's great to grow. Sometimes 
The simple, who have yet to really choose which way they're going, will only learn when they see scorners corrected, smite them, and, and, and I smite, deal with them. In many occasions, cast them out. There's several times in Proverbs where God tells us to deal specifically with scorner. Please remember, a scorner is not just a frustrated Christian. A scorner is somebody who is so far from God, not only is knows the truth but doesn't want to do anything with it. They're going against God. They're, they're mocking Christianity. They're going against the preacher. They're, they're backbiting, as God says he hates in Proverbs. They're causing division. Uh, they're just out against this. And the simple are being led by that. He says, listen, smite them. The simple will recognize that. No one likes to do that. Can I encourage us just from the simple principle here? I can be the one who's gaining knowledge, as we read in these previous verses, or I can be one that refuses knowledge. Refusing knowledge will continue me to repeat where I'm at constantly. The mistakes I made, the problems I have, the results of these decisions will repeat themselves through life. Not immediately. I can move and get out of the scenario and I can be okay for a while, but I'll continue to repeat the same scenario until I'm willing to fear God, accept, hear counsel, receive instruction, and grow in it and follow it, his devices, his plan, not mine. And that's really where we need to be. Don't, don't be the kind of person that ignores what's coming. Be the one that embraces it and grows it, and then you will be able to enjoy the wisdom that God has offered to you.